Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls to get access to all of our bonus content. And this week we are covering Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. We have made it. <laughs> what do you call on this one? Uh, what say you, Roche? I didn't put your name in it. Because that's what they kept saying the whole time in the movie. <laughs> what say you? So am, am I titling it What Say You, Roche, yeah. or just What Say You? What Say You. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, so the book was originally published October 20th, 1955, and it is, again, written by J.R.R. Tolkien. No surprise there. It has a 4.5 out of 5 on Goodreads, and the first edition of the book is 416 pages. Is that the shortest one, or is that the longest? I think it's the longest one. Oh. And I felt it. Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of long, uh, the movie came out in 2003. Uh, This one is PG-13. The last one was only PG. Still an action uh, adventure drama. And it is a whopping three hours and 21 minutes. We had to take an intermission. I got hungry. You did? Yeah, we had to go get a sandwich. I was like, this is... Actually, I stopped for dinner, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's, it's so funny. I always used to say, like, man, I, I would totally sit through four hours of a movie because I just love it, blah, blah, blah. This was kind of torturous. Yeah. Maybe it was, it's because I'd already seen it before. Maybe. I don't know. It was really long. Uh, but directed by Peter Jackson once again. Yes. So the IMDb synopsis reads, Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army to draw his gaze from Frodo and Sam as they approach Mount Doom with the One Ring. That's literally only half of the movie, though. I mean, it's really the only important <laughs> part of the movie, let's be honest. <laughs> like, did they get there or did they not? Let's, right. let's just get down right. to it. <laughs> uh, a couple interesting facts. Um, obviously, this book so the return of the king covers books five and six in the overall Mm -hmm. um installment lord of the rings and it also includes a bunch of appendices which i did not appendices 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 which i did not read absolutely not sure if you did i'm assuming you did Uh, but it has a bunch of stuff about like the hobbits and uh, Mm -hmm. basically everything you need to know um there's a lot of references and things like that if you are into that stuff you could definitely read it if not just read the regular book (laughs) um and one note, uh, so the book is obviously called Return of the King, but Tolkien felt that the title actually revealed a little too much of the story because, you know, it, it yeah. implies that he's returning or the king returns. Uh, he indicated that he preferred the, the title The War of the Ring as a title, mm-hmm. which I actually wouldn't have minded, but at the in the end they went with Return of the King because, yeah. again, it, it goes back to, like, do they do they finish their mission or not? Like that's all I care about. Right. Like, well, <laughs> and I do feel like Return of the King is a little bit twofold because you know we'll talk about it towards the end. Like yes, the Dark King mm-hmm. comes back, but then also at the end, Aragorn becomes king. So right. I, I was I think they made the right move. I agree with that. That's, that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this one got a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So all of these have been in the you know mid nineties mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the budget was ninety four million. Once again, this movie, the third one, I did some math for you. Okay. Okay. So this one made one point one billion dollars. Wow. Okay. Right. So in total of the three movies, it grossed worldwide $2.9 billion. That's incredible. So if you take out what was budgeted for the movie, mm-hmm. it net profited $1.8 
billion dollars. That is wild. Insane. Wild. Insane. And I know, I think I, where did I, I remembered that we were supposed to do like a compare and contrast. I, I don't want, I don't mean to put you on the spot, mm-hmm. but maybe we can cover it in yeah. our next episode of the difference between Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. True. I'd be curious. I mean, obviously I know that there's more movies in mm-hmm. that series. Just curious, like what the difference we could do an average yeah i like that let's do an average that will be on our next episode we'll promise that so the third movie swept the the academy awards that year really so they probably would have remembered that they were nominated and won 11 oscars it is the highest perfect score at the academies um being 11 wins out of 11 nominations that's incredible they won for visual effects sound mixing original song original score makeup Costume design, art direction, film uh, edition, adapted screenplay, best director, and best picture. I think they deserve all of those. Insane. (laughs) Insane. The Lord of the Rings trilogy collectively became the most nominated film franchise in the Academy Award history, um, with 30 total nominations, uh, uh, surpassing The Godfather, who had 29, and the Star Wars franchise that had 21. Wow. So, And that's still, they're still the top one? I would think so. I'm trying to think what would have taken over, and I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. It's wow. crazy. That's, That's a crazy. lot, lot of Oscars. Yeah, because none of the like Marvel movies get nominated. Yeah, <laughs> sad. Um, so a couple other fun things we talked about last episode: how you know the battle scenes were they had to get so many people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So for this one, um, they, to get enough extras for the battle at the Black Gate, a few hundred of the New Zealand Army were brought in, and apparently they were so like enthusiastic, they were so pumped about it, um, that they kept breaking the wooden swords and spears that they were given. <laughs> Because they were, like, play fighting? Yeah, they were so excited about it. That's so funny. There's (laughs) actually one scene where they do, like, a um, span shot of, I think, Theoden's army. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, wow, that goes back, like, pretty far. And I'm assuming that they didn't use CGI for that, for, like, the additional. But, yeah, like, that's impressive to get that many people. I think they probably used the whole population of New Zealand at this point. (laughs) Uh, Well, funny enough, so when this movie came out in New Zealand, 100,000 people um, lined the streets in Wellington to see the world premiere Mm -hmm. of this movie, which is roughly a quarter of the city's population. So, yeah, they used (laughs) all of New Zealand. Like, insane, right? All right, so, you know, I love doing this towards the end of... of, um, the series. So here's some numbers again for you. So over 6 million feet of film were shot during this production, which it doesn't surprise me. Uh, 48,000 swords, axes, shields, and makeup prosthetics were made. I would think that'd be higher. Well, yeah, well, evidently it probably wouldn't have been as much actually, if those guys (laughs) wouldn't have been breaking all the swords. Uh, There were 20,602 background actors casted. Okay. That's a lot of people. Uh, 19,000 costumes uh, were made from the wardrobe department. 10,000 crowd participants at the New Zealand cricket game were used to make orc army noises. (laughs) So there was like a football game. They're like, well, here's a lot of people. I would have died. That would have been so funny, right? They're like, so we need you to make some random noises that that mean nothing. Right. I wonder if they told them what it was for. Or if they were just, like, just so. do this. <laughs> so, and there's 2,400 behind the scenes crew members at the height of production. 
2,400 people. I mean, for all of the things that they're producing, that makes sense. That's insane. 1,600 pairs of prosthetic hobbit feet were created. 250 horses were used in one of the scenes. 100 real locations in New Zealand used for backdrops. 50 tailors, cobblers, designers, and others in the wardrobe department. 30 actors and actresses trained to speak fictional dialects and languages. And it took seven total years of development for all three movies. That's incredible. That is quite a commitment. Mm -hmm. But I mean, listen, clearly it worked. Yeah. I guess Remind so. me again how much they made? Uh, taking out production one, costs? Over $1.8 billion net. Wild. And Insane. royalties ever since then. Absolutely. That wow. number's just going to keep growing. That's incredible. <laughs> so obviously we didn't get to all of the cast, but there was a few, especially the women mm-hmm. I needed to get yeah, I was going to gonna say, are we going to talk about the women? <laughs> you know, the women were a little... Anyways. Well. So we'll start with Galadriel, mm-hmm. who is played by Kate Blanchett, which is funny because some of these are big names totally. or whatever. Uh, she has two Oc- Oscars for her work in The Aviator and Blue Jasmine. Uh, we will see her again in Where'd You Go, Bernadette. Mm-hmm. She's Bernadette. Uh, and she was also in Thor Ragnarok, which is one of my favorite movies. That's She's right. Hela in the, in that movie. That's right. And we will see her again in two of the Hobbit movies. Oh, okay. I didn't know so, that. So, I mean, she doesn't... She's not in this in these movies all that much. No, but she's a very powerful elf yes. woman, yes. lady, queen, whatever she is. <laughs> um, I like her. I like her in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen too much of her, but everything that I have seen, I've enjoyed. Um, I think she was really great for this role. To your point, there's not a lot of speaking yeah. parts, especially for the women. Um, but I think, you know, she has that air of, like, importance and, like... Here's the thing about Kate Blanchett. Do I? You say the name, you're like, oh yeah, obviously Kate Blanchett. Yeah. I don't know if I could pick her out of a lineup. What? Really? I really don't think I could. I think my um, expertise in watching uh, award shows has really yeah. brought me because she's one of those. She's like the not to the Meryl Streep level, but, but she's there a lot. She's there a lot. She gets nominated quite often, so I feel like I know her mostly because yeah, of that. I don't know why. Just blurs for me. I get it though. She doesn't necessarily have like a recognizable face. It's yeah. Just, She's she is who she is. <laughs> um, moving on to Aowen, mm-hmm. not to be confused with Arwen. <laughs> Arwen. Arwen. Oh my gosh, these names. So Aowen is played by Miranda Otto. Uh, th- the only thing that I recognized in her uh, IMDb was she the new version of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Oh, she plays Aunt Zelda, Ooh. and she's a perfect Aunt Zelda. Uh, so once once I saw the face, I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Okay, important question. Yeah. And Hilda or Aunt Zelda? And Hilda, obviously. I'm the Hilda, you're the Zelda. 100%. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyways, again, this character, whatever. She was just kind of there. Well, we talked about this last episode, right? Like, they really tried to, like, push the, like, love interest aspect with her and Aragorn. And I'm mm-hmm. like... Why? Yeah. You know, like, we're already invested in him and Arwen. Why are you throwing Eowyn, like, randomly into this? Right. And then there's a scene that we'll talk about in a little bit that they give her more credit for mm-hmm. um, than they do in the book. Yeah. So they kept, like, trying to make Eowyn a thing. A bigger thing than <laughs> yeah. she was. Yeah. Um, but I really liked her. I mean, she's fine. She's fine. Uh, so Arwen 
is played by one of my least favorite actresses of all time. Really? Liv Tyler. Why do you not like her? I don't know. I just can't. I can't with her. I don't know. So she was in Armageddon, uh, the very freaky movie, The Strangers, uh, The Incredible Hulk. And most recently, she was in the very first season of 911 Lone Star mm-hmm. that I watch. And I told Ray, I was like, I can't watch this anymore because she's on it. She's just <laughs> terrible. She's awful. Okay. And and then luckily they recasted her character. And I was like, well, really? they thought the same. Everyone, I don't know what it is about her. And it's funny because like those, the movies that I said and the, and the TV show are probably her biggest claim to fame. And I'm yeah. like, everyone knows Liv Tyler, but why? Is it safe to say that she is for you as Renee Zellweger is for me? So I was actually just going to say she's on that level of like, there's something about her face. Yes. That that's why Renee yes. Zellweger bugs you. Yeah. That's what happens with Liv Tyler. That's like, fair. I feel like she's like, has like a bee sting or something. Liv Tyler's saving grace is that she's Steven Tyler's daughter. That's really all that matters. <laughs> Hence why she was in all these like Aerosmith videos. Right, exactly. And... Also, you know, if no one already knew this. Sure. Um, I'm a Steven Tyler fanatic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I okay. I don't care about her. That's fair. So. I mean, you know, she she can't be for everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Elf King, uh, Elrond is played by Hugo Weaving. Uh, interesting enough, uh, interesting enough, he was born in Nigeria. Oh, okay. So you don't see many actors coming out of there. Uh, he was in The Matrix. Um, yes. He is V in V for Vendetta. Uh, he's the voice of Megatron in all of the Transformers movies, oh, okay. which I thought was interesting. And we will see him again in two of the Hobbit movies. Um, he will forever be... Uh, I always forget his character in The Matrix. It's like... Agent something. Agent, yeah. Agent something. But like... Mr. Anderson. Yeah. That's all I ever will know him from. But like his face is very recognizable too. I haven't seen anything. Well, I've seen Transformers, but that doesn't yeah. really count. I do feel like they um, casted this well. He looks very elf-like. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, I mean, anyone would if you put little ears on them. True. Um, but I do think he was a very good elf king. Mm-hmm. Like very, yeah. you know, forceful. Right. And he was helpful. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I uh, don't think that... The age difference was done properly, though, between him and Arwen. Like, they looked way too close in age to be daughter and father. That's true. That's very true. And Kate Blanchett, I don't think, was old. She was supposed to be, like, the queen elf. Right. Unless they don't, like, age as, like, normal people do, I guess. I mean, Legolas is timeless. (laughs) Uh, Lastly, uh, Faramir, who is brother of Boromir, is played by David Wenham. Uh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales in 2017, which I don't think I actually ever saw. I was going to say the one that no, that one, no saw, one saw. Besides me, probably. Yeah. He's also in the movie 300 and Van Helsing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I wish we would have had Boromir. You know, I would have rather had him. I liked Faramir. He got too, like, gushy at the end. Yeah. You know you what I mean? He a dad like his. He got real in his feelings <laughs> towards the end. You know? Listen, if your dad said that he wished that you died and your brother lived. I mean, it's probably not far from the truth. <laughs> oh, my God. My brother is the favorite. I can't lie. That is not true. <laughs> um, I say that like I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I left anyone out in these three episodes that 
you know, of importance. Not of importance. No, no, I don't think so. Well, okay. So now I feel bad because, well, let's get through who said it first, and then we'll we'll carry. We'll talk about okay. F. Mary Kill. Uh, so your first quote is: "His grief he will not forget, but it will not darken his heart. It will teach him wisdom." Gandalf. Mm, Aragorn. Oh, see, I thought they were talking about Aragorn. Oh no. Mm. <laughs> What a tale we have been in, Mr. Frodo. Haven't we? Samwise. Yeah. Next one. Now come the days of the king, and may they be blessed while the thrones of the valor endure. Gandalf. Yes. (laughs) Last but not least, it must often be so, Sam, when things are in danger. Someone has to give them up, lose them, so that others may keep them. Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whenever it's a Sam or Frodo, like they only talk to like two people. That's true throughout the entire three movies. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Okay. So since you talked about the females, let's do a F. Mary Kill boy edition and then a girl edition. Okay. Because obviously we have to do Frodo and Sam. We haven't done them yet. Oh yeah, that's true. And for shits and giggles, I threw in Gimli since we haven't talked about Gimli. Oh yeah. No, I did do Gimli. No, like in, in terms Got of it. F. Mary Kill. Got so your it. options are Frodo, Sam, and Gimli for, you know, okay. this first one. Um, I'm definitely killing Frodo. Yeah. 1,000%. 100%. Um, I will marry Samwise, obviously. <laughs> um, and I will take a journey across Middle Earth with Gimli. <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree with you on all three yeah. of those. I mean, how could you not marry Samwise? Right. Like, Rosie seems like the luckiest woman alive. We'll, oh, we'll get to Rosie. but Rosie. Um, yeah, I would love to marry Samwise. <laughs> All right, so now let's do the girl edition. Okay. So your options are Arwen, Eowyn, and Galadriel. Okay. We are going to marry Eowyn. Okay. Because she comes from, like, a pretty good family, and she does fight I for mean, her. her dad is a king. Yeah, you know. Or something, right? <laughs> uh, or something like that. Um, definitely going to kill Arwen. Yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> I will frolic in the elf land with Galadriel. Okay. I'm going to differ from you on this one. Um, I will also frolic with Galadriel, mm-hmm. but I got to marry Arwen. Ew. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I think with Eowyn, like she's too, um, She's going to want to try to wear the pants in the relationship. And we all know that I need <laughs> to. Yeah, that's not going to work for so, you So, yeah. So, I think it needs to be. <laughs> that's Arwen. probably why Aragorn turned her down, too. Who, Eowyn? Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> He's like, I can have Arwen, who basically will be yeah. at my beck and call. Mm-hmm. Or Eowyn, who's going to fight yeah. me and everything. No, thanks. Like, she literally became a human for him. <laughs> <laughs> who does that? I don't know if I'm turning into a human for anyone. Oh, my God. That's There's hilarious. no way. That was a great point. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. The final movie, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. We finally get the opening series of the, or scene of this movie is the backstory of Smeagol. Yes. Which actually happens in In the first one. In book one. Yes. So we see um, a man fishing and one of the men is Smeagol. And Mm -hmm. he looks like Smeagol. Smeagol, You know, just in (laughs) human form. And his friend. Deagle. <laughs> Smeagol and Deagle. Obviously. Uh, and as they're fishing, Deagle gets uh, put under the water, and he is actually the one that finds the ring in the mm-hmm. water. Uh, they end up fighting over it, and Smeagol actually kills Deagle. And then we slowly see him start turning into Gollum mm-hmm. after he stole that ring that after he killed Deagle. Correct. So, Which is exactly how it happens in the first book. <laughs> right. I'm not sure why they waited. Um, 
know. I mean, I do think that the first movie needed to be like setting the stage for everything. Yeah. They do obviously like show Gollum, but yeah. maybe it was. Well, and we talked about this at the end of last episode, right? They needed things to fill. True. Movie three, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Um, the book, book three, uh, Return of the King, starts with um, Gandalf and Pippin mm-hmm. riding off towards Minas Tirith, which we'll mm-hmm. get to, but that's how the book starts. Yeah, the book is, again, very segmented. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, you know, the, fel- the rest of the fellowship and then Sam and, Sam and Frodo again. Yeah. So... Because if you remember, the last book ends, or the Two Towers book ends with Sam and Frodo getting attacked by the Shelob. Right. Which doesn't even happen until midway through the movie. Way later in (laughs) in the third movie. So at least they included it. Yeah. So after we get this Gollum backstory, we see Frodo and Sam, and they're in a cave, and they're eating breakfast. Doing well, I guess. Except that they're running out of food. Right. So... We now get the scene that I was waiting for in book in movie two yes. from book two, and it's where Merry and Pippin finally reunite with the Fellowship. So happy that I got I added know. for you. So <laughs> as the Fellowship is, you know, in the woods, and they actually run into Merry and Pippin smoking weed, mm-hmm. basically being the guards for Treebeard, and it was so funny. Treebeard actually doesn't make an appearance in this movie. Um, they basically just say, you know. We're here guarding this area mm-hmm. for Treebeard. He's taken over management at Isengard, and that um, Saruman is just up in the locked himself in a tower. Yeah, it's very just like pushed aside. What is just like in the movie? Like, oh yeah, and Saruman's gone. Well, <laughs> like he's locked. It, in, you know what I mean? I know. Well, and to your point, all of this happens in book two anyway. Right. So it's almost like they had to include it, but to your point, yeah. as like an afterthought because there's mm-hmm. so much. Uh, else that they still need right. to cover yeah so it, it so i'm very happy we got that scene because i do think it was very funny um but while they're so now they're all together and they're walking and pippin ends up finding this like big marble thing mm-hmm. in the in the it's water ball yeah but it looks like a giant marble and i'm like what in the world is that so anyways we're now back you didn't recognize it i mean yeah but it looks like a big marble sure you know what i mean yeah like, well, anything to a hobbit looks big. Right. I guess, yeah. Maybe because, maybe, yeah, maybe because the hobbit finds it, it just looks a lot bigger. Anyways, so now we're back in Rohan and we see the riders of Rohan and some of the fellowship. They're all basically just celebrating all of the fallen men that, you know, happened in that last battle. They're having a nice, fun wake, mm-hmm. if you if you, you will. Say, if you will. <laughs> um, but the Fellowship at this point still very much thinks that Frodo is alive. They don't know for sure, but they have a feeling in their gut that he's still alive. Um, but now we flash over to um, Gollum. And Gollum is trying to convince Smeagol to kill the hobbit, hobbitses, or <laughs> whatever he calls it. They're tricksy they is. <laughs> and Sam overhears him. And when he overhears him, he then in turn tries to kill Gollum. And then Frodo, being annoying as he is, steps in and stops Sam from killing Gollum. Yeah. So, um, like you said before, or no, I think it was offline, about how they play up the Sam Gollum, like, they do. And I, I get it for, like, cinematic value or whatever. But yeah, in the book, like, I think they definitely have tiffs, but never to the point where, like, they're physically attacking each other, except for the one main scene at the end. Yeah. So now we're back with the hobbits and Gandalf. And when Pippin had found the crystal ball in the water, Gandalf took it and wrapped it up in like in a cloth. Mm -hmm. And so Pippin being the hobbit that he is and annoying that he is 
when Gandalf goes to sleep, he does a little Indiana Jones move and takes the <laughs> the big crystal ball and puts like a pitcher of water because because Gandalf is literally sleeping with it. Well, yeah, he has to protect it from yeah. well protect everyone else from it. <laughs> right. So basically, the, what the crystal ball is is that if you have a crystal ball, you can kind of see where everyone else is with these other crystal balls. So if and they know that. Um, Sar- Sauron. Sauron has one. Mm-hmm. So if if they can if they can see him, they can they can figure out where they are. Right. So anyways, Pippin ends up looking into the crystal ball and Sauron is looking through it and he can now tell like where they are and Gandalf freaks out. As he should. Right. And Pippin actually gets like knocked out yeah. by this, like for whatever hex is put on him. Gandalf is able to heal him. Um it reminded me of the necklace in Harry Potter that, like, mm-hmm. you know, basically knocks you, knocks yeah, you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, he, Gandalf is trying to ask him, like, what did you see? What did you see? And he said that he saw um, Sauron in Miss Tirith, or Tirith. Minas Tirith. And that he was taking over it. So it's like a little fortune teller type yeah. thing. So... Gandalf ends up taking Pippin with him to go to Gondor to basically warn the people that this is what they saw. You guys need to get ready to fight. Were you confused about the difference between Gondor and Minas Tirith? Yes. Okay, good. Because like they were, they would say something. They'd be like, this is Minas Tirith. And then two seconds later, it's like, it's Gondor. Which one is it? Is Gondor in Minas Tirith? I guess Vice I probably- versa. Minas so Tirith Minas is, Tirith is like the capital of Gondor. Oh, where the king and mm-hmm. everyone lived. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I know. They don't make it very clear. Yeah. Especially in the in the in this world of where everything just has one name. Right. There isn't like interlocking cities a lot of times. So. It's all Middle Earth. <laughs> Correct. So now we see that the, you know, in the last, um, in the last movie, we saw that, you know, the elves were... Getting the heck out of here. They're like, we're over it. We're leaving. Mm-hmm. So we see actually the the elves, you know, journeying to leave off of Middle Earth to move on to a better, <laughs> a better world. Anything is better than this. Yeah. And as they're leaving, Erwin, Ar- Arwen, Arwen, <laughs> Arwen uh, sees a vision of old Aragorn with a child. And then she's like, oh, that must be my future and decides to stay back and become human. <laughs> I'm like, just go. <laughs> just go. Listen, she was being spoken to. Okay. She found her calling. <laughs> Leave her alone. Uh, we also now see that they have put the sword back together that killed Sauron. Um, you know, when, what's his name? Isildur. Isildur uh, stabbed. Yeah. And he, like, killed him the first time. I was like, why are we just putting this back now? Is that right? Isildur? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. My the guy, the yeah. Air, Aragorn's guy. His, yeah, his, his, his heir. Yeah, his... Or whatever. The opposite of whatever heir is. <laughs> his... Ancestor. Ancestor. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, we probably should have put this together a long time ago, but it is what it is. Well, they haven't had need for it. Yeah, I guess. So we now see Gandalf and Pippin again in Minas Tirith. And Pippin ends Oh, up- duh. I have it in my notes. The City of Kings. Good one, Rose. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so they make it to Minas Tirith. And Pippin ends up telling the king that... He's not really the king, though. He's stand-in king. Interim king, basically. And he sucks. He's he's also Boromir's father. Right. He sucks. And he tells him, you know, that Boromir died to save 
to save them, you know, and it didn't really help or whatever. Um, but they're trying again to prepare them. They're like, you guys need to get ready to fight. You need to get your allies. Well, this guy's like, no, I'm good. Like he doesn't want to call for help. Right. He thinks they're fine. And he's an idiot. So now we're with uh, Frodo, Sam and Gollum again, and they are back at the front gate of Mordor and Gollum's like, Okay, we just need to climb this side of this wall. <laughs> These disastrous stairs that you could literally die Awful. at any moment. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So, but Frodo being the idiot that he is, the ring is taking over him because he's weak. <laughs> and it, he tries to just basically go through the front door and the whole place just kind of starts going crazy. What I One thing I loved about, in the, I think it's more prominent in this movie than the others, is like when he like gets taken over, he has this like glazed over look on his face where his eyes start bulging out. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it's the worst. Poor Elijah Wood. Um, so we see like an army of orcs start walking out. Um, and then we see... You know, they, they talk about how if the orcs overtake, like, this river city of Gondor, like, that's, like, the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. And if they get through that, like, they're kind of screwed yep. at that point. Spoiler alert. It happens. It happens. <laughs> so they're at this, you know, this river city. And they basically wipe out these guys, like, pretty quickly. Yeah. In my notes, I have, like, fight, fight, fight. Sword, sword, sword. Stabby, stabby, stabby. <laughs> they take over the city. Pretty quickly. What we uh, missed uh, in the last scene was we actually get a first sighting of the Witch King, which is that like mm. black figure that rides the wraiths oh, yeah. or the Nazgul's, depending on what you're calling mm-hmm. them these days. I don't know. Um, and, and they see that thing for the very first time, which I think Gandalf mentions that like he's very, very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're back with Pippin. And so how they tell the other like cities around mm. like, hey, we need help. We, we need our allies is that there's a big fire thing like a on beacon. top of a beacon that you need to light. And then it goes from town or city to city, city mm-hmm. to city. Well, you know, the interim King is like, we don't, we're not going to do that. Well, Pippin is finally put to good use and actually starts the fire in Gondor to tell everyone like, Hey, we need your help. Come on. And so we start seeing all the other fires mm-hmm. start to be lit throughout Middle Earth. He's only put to good use in the movie because in the book, he literally just sees the beacons start going off. He's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what are those? Right. And Gandalf's like, oh, the beacons have been lit. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Pippin. Thanks for your contribution. So, and <laughs> all of the, you know, these beacons get all the way back to Rohan. And then Rohan's like, all right, let's go. Aragorn? To, Ro- to Rohan. Oh, Rohan. oh, you mean the city yeah. of Rohan city says of let's Rohan. go. Got yeah. it. Okay. Um... So we're back in Gondor again, more fighting, fight, fight, fight. The city <laughs> is lost by the river. And so they're all like, all right, we got to fall back to Minas Tirith. Like, let's go back, try to at least like stand our ground there. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it doesn't work. No, Sorry. nothing works. Um, we now see Sam and Frodo again, climbing this big nasty staircase we see Gollum trying to grab the ring again and I'm like can we just we're so close like just get there please I just want to make one note about the previous um Mm -hmm. scene so they're riding back Mm -hmm. and then you see Gandalf riding in with shadow Mm -hmm. facts and he does this little staff thing Mm -hmm. and then the Nazgul like fly away Mm -hmm. why can't you just do that every time right (laughs) he's not very wizard like in a lot of these I'm just like you you clearly have lots of power right 
your staff is like incredible. Just use it every time. That, or well, is it like based on like size of enemy? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused because like you're a very powerful wizard. And he's literally like using his staff as like nunchucks or something. Okay, but this is my this is my one um uh what's the word I'm looking for? My defense for Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore, also a very powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. What the hell did he do? He sacrificed himself? Yes. He sacrificed himself. Yes. Wow. Disrespect. Has, has, did Dumbledore ever, like, no. I, Dumbledore's the villain, let's be honest. Wow. All hail Gandalf. Wow. I did not think that was going to come out of this. That's my hot take. All right. <laughs> anyway, back to Frodo and Sam and So, Gollum. well, they're fighting. Whatever. Oh, okay. We'll get back to that. <laughs> um, so we're back now in Gondor, and, like... Faramir comes back and is like, look, that city that you told us that we needed to take care of? Ooh, yeah, the orcs took that over. And at this point, this is where the the interim king tells Faramir, like, Boromir, he guarded that for years mm-hmm. and it never fell. And I'm like, okay, but the, was there also an army of orcs that came in? No. No. And he tells him that he wishes that Faramir died instead of Boromir. Yeah. So, because that's really what you want to hear, <laughs> right? And he basically tells me he's like, "Okay, well, I would like you to go back and just take it back from them if you could do that." Thank you. Yeah, basically sending him to his death. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, we're back with Sam and Frodo and Gollum. Sam and Frodo are sleeping, and like you said before, they're very low on food. Mm-hmm. They only have a little bit of that nasty elf bread left. Well, while they're sleeping, Gollum takes the rest of the bread that they have, sprinkles a little little crumbs on poor Sam and then throws the bread over the cliff. He does a full on salt bay. Yeah, on him. he really does. <laughs> and he just frames poor Sam. Frames so sad. Him. Again, we're really pushing things to like the next level with these two because this scene does not happen in the book. Yeah. Like Frodo does start feeling um, like not as safe around Sam. Like he, th- he does start thinking mm-hmm. that he's trying to like trick him, but not because Gollum has put these right. thoughts into his head. Well, Frodo sucks. Um, <laughs> and he freaks out on Sam. And, and when Sam like offers, he's, he's like, Hey, like this is clearly affecting you. Let me carry the ring for a little while. And then Frodo is like, no, you need to go home. And I'm like, I know it's the ring talking, but you really suck right now. He really does. Like, I would not want to be friends with Frodo. Right. So poor <laughs> Sam just, like, starts walking down the down the stairs. Does that remind you of anything? <laughs> when Ron and... Uh, when Harry basically yeah. banishes Ron home? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you know. Anyways, uh, we're back with Faramir, who is, like, trying to take back the fallen city. And I'm like, this is not going to end well for anybody. <laughs> like, this is not a good idea. Anyways, uh, Pippin... Is now, like, he, like, weirdly, I think because Boromir, like, saved his life mm-hmm. or whatever, like, feels indebted to this interim king and yep. wants to, like, you know, be his right-hand man. Yes. And, like, the king makes Pippin, like, sing him a song. Yeah. And it's very dramatic. We It's, like, this kind of, like, solemn song of whatever. And it's, we see it as fair, or we hear it as Faramir is going to attack and like the army just gets like taken out it's such an intense scene because i love scenes like this where like music overlays like multiple Mm -hmm. things happening because you got faramir going off to battle you've got denethor the supposed king or whatever interim king he's like eating food and like juices start like pouring out of his mouth and pippin actually has a beautiful voice i think he's actually a singer in real life Mm. 
I just made I that up. I don't doubt it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we now see after that that whole thing happens, we see Mary getting uh, fitted for armor, mm-hmm. and it's the cutest little thing you've ever yeah. seen. Um, and we're like, yeah, he's ready to fight. This sucky king is doesn't want to fight, but poor little Mary is ready to put his life down for him. Well, yeah, he's like, listen. Pippin is off doing what he needs to do. I feel like I need to do something too. I've basically brought nothing to yeah. this fellowship up until this point. Yeah. So let me do something. Um, we now see Elrond, who's the the king elf. He comes to see Aragorn to tell him that Arwen is dying, mm-hmm. that she is now human. And I'm like, what do you want him to do? Yeah. What What is that helping at this moment? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um, but at this point, you know, he tells him because they're kind of they're on their way to Gondor to help out. And they're in like they're near this like big mountain area. And there's like kind of like this little cavern, like pathway through the mountains. And Aragorn, Aragorn is basically saying, like, we need more men. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't we have a lot of men, but we don't have enough. Um, but then they start talking about how they're like, well, there's men that dwell in the mountains and that they're murderers and traitors. But they're basically like ghosts. This is my favorite. I have a lot of questions about these ghost guys, but like, <laughs> we're just going to go with it. Okay. So anyways, that's a little mystery at this point. We now see. Well, also he gives him the sort of Elendo. That was literally oh, the next okay. thing I was going to say. It's the same scene. I Sorry. Know, that's going to say. He then. <laughs> Got it. Gives him the sword of Endel. Yes. <laughs> and he tells him to take the path through the mountains and that he will get those the only way he will get those those things in the mountain to help fight for him is if he has this sword to prove that he is the heir um, right, a, a rightfully sword. to this. Yeah. So he's like, take this. They will be there and they will help you fight. Yeah. He's actually not... He doesn't. He's not present in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, our Aragorn, does get the sword by a different method. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he comes to these realizations on his own. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Elrond is not there to lead him down the right path. Well, and so now it's like the eve of battle, and Aragorn is like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go and try to get these men," but doesn't really tell anybody. Um, Eowyn makes her last ditch effort her last move and he totally friend zones her like completely (laughs) um but like good sidekicks they are legolas and gimli decide to go with him you know good because what else are they doing nothing (laughs) um so what we find out about these ghost men is that in the last battle the very the last time the dark king or whatever was trying to take over they had basically vowed that they would help out in that battle. They ended up not helping out mm-hmm. in the battle. So they were then cursed to the mountains to never rest until that pact was held up. So my question was, were they ghosts at that point? Or are they they were ghosts after they were cursed? They were turned into the army of the dead mm-hmm. after they fled the original battle. Got it. Because one, well, we'll get there, but mm-hmm. once they're released, that's the part I'm not sure is like, did they become human again or yeah. did they just. Because it's, it's a long time. <laughs> it is. Well, and then like he says at some point, like, I release you. So maybe he releases them to go to heaven. I don't yeah. know. It actually, yeah, don't quote me on that. Maybe yeah. they were already dead. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> so anyways, the, re- the rest of the writers end up leaving. And at this point. Eowyn is like, well, I just got turned down really hard. 
and everyone else is fighting like I want to fight too. It's a very me too moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And she picks up Mary who they've told not to come either because he's too little. She picks him up and they're on their way to go fight too. So it's kind of a fun. This is what I meant by she feels like she needs to wear the pants. Like she can't just let the men battle. Very true. Um, We now see Aragorn meeting the army of the dead and it's very um, Pirates of the Caribbean. 100%. (laughs) And it's pretty cool. I actually really like this. And they try to kill him, actually. They're like, we're just going to kill you. Um, But he ends up showing him that he is actually the new rightful king of Gondor. And he shows them the sword. And they're Mm. like, oh, crap. (laughs) They're like, I guess we got to go help. They're like, man, it's been years. Are you sure you still want to do this Right, this is a long time. (laughs) So now we're back in Gondor. And we see, you know, Faramir's men did not when they tried to take back the city did not fare well but faramir gets brought back by his horse Mm -hmm. (laughs) like dragging him and at this point we're like i don't know if he's alive if he's dead he's got like a bunch of spears all over him fun funnily not funnily enough but in the book um it's not the horse that drags him i think it's one of his men and he literally is only impaled by one sword (laughs) way more dramatic in the movie (laughs) um but as he's coming through the gates the orcs start catapulting the decapitated heads of the rest of the soldier, soldiers over the wall. Yep. Wild. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> also, like, that was quick. Like, that, I mean, I guess yeah. if that that's if they were decapitating, decapitating as yeah. they went, maybe it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, I'm but. not sure. It was very, if you caught up on, if you're caught up most of the way through Walking Dead, there's a decapitation oh. episode and that just very much it's taken this many years for there to be a decapitation on that show uh it's like a whole episode about it like a bunch of people get decapitated it's wild but it, is that the first time anyone's been decapitated on the show i'm talking about like main characters oh like it's very it. dramatic okay. i see i don't want to spoil it i anyone, got you but... it's like when um what's his face died in in game of thrones yeah exactly. what's his name all of them <laughs> No, the one that got decapitated, their dad. Oh, Ned Stark. Thank you. <laughs> the guy who was in Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, that one. Um, but we do see that Faramir is actually alive. Like, Pippin is, like, there. He's like, yeah. he's alive. He just needs some help. But the dad does not buy in it. Um, so, anyways, the battle, the orcs are now at this at uh, Minas Tirith, mm-hmm. and the battle begins. And they're all fighting, yada, yada. Pippin actually saves Gandalf at one point. At one point, yeah, he, he has his back, which is good. Pip, movie Pippin is like on point, right? Let me tell you. <laughs> also, screw Denethor for telling his men to basically flee, right? When the orcs get there, he's like, "Just go just on, go, go on, just go." I'm like, just "Lost because that's gonna work." He sucks. So we're now back with Frodo and Gollum now because Sam has is starting to walk home. He takes him into this tunnel, and we start seeing spider webs everywhere. And skeletons everywhere. And I was like, we're finally getting the Shelob episode or scene. (laughs) And we end up seeing, and at the same time, we're seeing Sam walking away. He falls down the stairs and he actually sees the bread that Gollum threw off the cliff. So at this point, he's like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like he framed Mm -hmm. me for this. I'm going to go back up. So at that point, I'm like, bye. I'm still leaving. See you later. What? I wouldn't have gone and helped him. Like, I was right. You're not a true friend like Samwise. No. (laughs) No. And did you see how many stairs that are? I just got all the way down to the bottom. You don't know if it was all the way at the bottom. You know what I mean? It's a far ways. (laughs) Anyways. He's getting his steps in. (laughs) 
they're in the they're in this cave, Frodo and Gollum, and Frodo takes out the life or the light of Arendelle, and he sees the giant spider, the Shelob, um, which is very funny because we're watching this, and boyfriend Ray goes, "That's like the big spider in Harry Potter," and I was like, "Yeah, we we talked about that." Yep. Um, he goes, "What was the <laughs> what was the name of the spider in Harry Potter? Do you remember?" I should. It's Aragog. Oh, yeah, it is. Aragog. Very similar (laughs) to Aragorn. Interesting. Very interesting. Anyways, (laughs) so he runs away from the spider, ends up getting caught into a web, of course. He gets out. Gollum attacks him at this Mm -hmm. point because Gollum is the one who's basically led him in there knowing that she was there. And he ends up flinging Gollum over a cliff. But he's not dead. We all know he's not dead yet. Right. But like oh, for all intents right. and purposes, you're thinking right. bye bye Gollum. So Frodo ends up passing out. He sees Galadriel in his like vision telling him he needs to carry on. And he mm-hmm. comes to. Well, he's, she says he's the only one that can do it. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, we're back at Minas Tirith and... The king is now taking Faramir's body to this tomb. He's like, look, he's dead. And Pippin's like, no, he's not. Right. <laughs> he's not dead. He like takes anyone want to listen to the little hobbit. Right. And he's taking him to the tomb, being very dramatic about all this. We now see at the same time that the orcs have busted down a bunch of gates and it's not looking good. <laughs> Back with Frodo and the giant spider, the Shelob, is now following him. And she ends up like stinging him, like in the impales him in the chest mm-hmm. with his stinger. I was like, okay, even if there's poison in there, like that's a big gaping hole. She probably just put one hundred percent hobbit. She ends up wrapping him, wrapping him up in her spider web. She fall on mummy him. Yeah, and like I can't stand Frodo's face in this. And I guess mm-hmm. they, they, I read somewhere that one of um, Elijah Wood's. Um, talent is be able to stare without blinking. See? That's what I'm saying. It's very weird. He's got really buggy eyes too. Great. He plays a dead man very well. Yeah. Anyway, so he looks like he's, he's not dead. dead. <laughs> and at this point, Sam comes back. Sam has made it back. He ends up fighting the Shelob and gets her back into her cave. Well, at this point, Sam actually thinks Frodo is dead because mm-hmm. he looks very, very dead. And he's like, all right, I, I can't carry him. Like, so he ends up leaving the his body there because he hears orcs coming. Mm-hmm. So he hides and the orcs end up taking Frodo's body and carrying him away. And they actually say at that point, like, he's not dead. He's just like frozen or whatever. And Sam's like, oh, no, I messed up. <laughs> and that's how the end of book two ends. Correct. At, scene right there. That's the yeah. end of book two. Essentially, that's that's exactly how it happened yeah. in the book. So we're now back in Minas Tirith, and Pippin is again trying to plead with this dumb king. Like, Faramir is not dead. <laughs> like, stop. Like, he's still trying to plead with him, and he's still not not buying it. Um, at the same time, we see the city is breached again. They're drawing back to the second level. I'm like, never run upstairs. It's right. never a good idea. Um, and then, when all hope is lost... <laughs> The fashionably late Riders of Rohan show up. Listen. <laughs> and ride in. It's a day. It's it's like three, four, five days of like riding to get to God. I mean, I get it. It's but not I, across the street. I feel like they very much like being the heroes. And they're like, we're going to let you think you're defeated. And then we'll come in and save you. Well, I mean, they <laughs> did defeat the whoever's in I their own battle. I get it. So, like, um, so anyways, they ride in. They help. And 
and you know, not all is lost at the moment. We're now seeing the king again in the tomb and he's literally like pouring like their version of gasoline all over him mm-hmm. and Faramir and he's going to light both of them on fire. Yeah, because that seems sane. Right. <laughs> so I was like, as it literally says, the king lights himself and Faramir on fire like a damn fool. <laughs> and then Pippin, being a little hero he is, ends up, he jumps in and he saves Faramir and he's like, um, he pulls him out. The king ends up, his, he's fully engulfed in mm-hmm. flames, ends up running off the giant cliff of Minas Tirith. Bye-bye, good riddance. See you later. <laughs> like, clearly he was not right in the head. Right. Obviously, if he just, like, no, he was jumps crazy. off, you know. He was crazy. Um, so, I feel like the men are finally getting their bearings with these orcs. They're, get, they're gaining some ground. And all of a sudden, these giant... Oliphants come through. Because, <laughs> you know, we needed yes. them to yes. eventually show up. So Full circle. the Oliphants and these like bad men end up showing up and they just start tearing through the riders of Rohan, like just sweeping them. And, but Merry and Pippin, oh no, Merry and Eowyn mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are doing some work. They're, they're doing pretty well. They're mowing down some people. I mean, for, yeah, for the size yeah. that they are they're they're doing what they can so this is the scene i was talking about earlier where eowyn gives a little bit more credit than i think she deserves in this moment so while they're fighting um the big black rider guy the the one that you were talking about Witch is king yeah he's on the the nazgul or whatever the big dragon thing and he takes down the king of rohan who is eowyn's dad and she ends up stepping in between them to save them and then Mary comes in and helps out, and then she ends up she ends up stabbing that the net the that, she, doesn't she cut his head off? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought Mary was the one that saved her in this instance. Uh, it is true because Eowyn actually falls like ill, basically on her deathbed. Yeah, because they attack her, right? Like they attacked her dad. In right, the book. <laughs> but in the movie, she's the hero of this scene. Listen, I guess. Um, What's his face? Peter Jackson was a, uh, ahead of his time yeah. with the whole Me Too thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, all hope is lost. These Oliphants are just mowing down people. And then finally, Aragorn and the Pirates of the Caribbean show up. <laughs> the dead soldiers come off the boat. It full on looked like that. It really did. Like, I'm envisioning the Pirates of the Caribbean scene that right. like, this reminds me of, where they're, like, walking out of the water and... And so they start attacking. Uh, we also see Legolas and Gimli um, <laughs> climbing up on, or uh, we see Legolas end up taking down one of the Oliphants and they're still count. Him and Gimli are still counting. Yeah. Um, all of the people that they kill. And <laughs> once uh, Legolas actually takes him down, he like, Gimli's like, it still only counts as one. Yeah. Even, if <laughs> even though it's a giant Oliphant, right. it's still technically only one. So, but these ghost soldiers sign me up for those guys. <laughs> they literally just take over and it, it's over in like five seconds. Literally. Like it was like, um, I don't know. Like, you know how our haboobs in Arizona, yeah. we get these things called haboobs, which are basically giant dust storms. It felt like a giant haboob came over the battlefield and yeah. then it was like over. Yeah. And they're like, and we're done. I'm like, mm, okay, maybe we should have like found these guys a little earlier. Um, Again, it takes a long time to get uh, to God. Yeah, those guys moved really quickly. They could have, <laughs> they didn't need a boat to get there. Something tells me. Uh, 
<laughs> um, so we also do see, though, that during the battle when Eowyn was trying to save her dad, he she didn't. Mm-hmm. And he ends up dying. Yeah. Um, and at this point, you know, that battle's over. And the Ghost King comes over to Aragorn. And he's like, okay, are we cool now? Like, can we go? <laughs> and I'm like, no. No, we are not done yet. Like, we're not done. And Aragorn's like, yes, be free. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Did well, we really think it was over? I mean, he probably did at that point. No way. Because the main guy is still alive. There's no way you thought that this was over. Well, yeah, I don't think they were really thinking that far ahead in terms of, oh, there's still a giant orc army that's at Mordor. Like, they, they didn't have the hindsight, basically, to be like, oh, wait, we actually still need you. Uh, also, it's really good for, like, um, like, what's the word? Shock value to only have a tiny little army. Right. Spoiler them. alert. They needed the ghost guys. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so the ghosts are now can go out to be in peace. Uh, Mary and Pippin finally reunite. Oh, so which cute. Which is very cute. We're now back with Frodo, who has been put into a tower with mm-hmm. these orgs. And they've taken all his clothes off. He can't find the ring around his neck. And the orcs actually end up fighting among themselves <laughs> in this instant because they want to like, I don't know. They can't decide what they want to do with Frodo. That's the thing. It's not even the first time that they've done that. Right. Which is funny. <laughs> and then Sam actually shows up and we see that Sam actually has the ring. So when he thought that that Frodo was dead, mm-hmm. he took the ring off as a safe haven which super smart right totally well he was like listen my friend's dead i think i still need to do what needs to be done (laughs) so i'm gonna take this ring right so at this point though they're like okay how are we gonna get through all of these orcs they end up dressing up in orc armor which is just super cute (laughs) um but they see now that there's about ten thousand orcs between where they are and where they need to be which is at the mountain so they can destroy mm-hmm. the ring. Seems like a problem. Right. So <laughs> the rest of the fellowship and the men that are still alive end up head, they get to, or they're heading to the gate of Mordor because they are like, know that all those orcs are there. Like, Hey, we have to distract. I don't know how they know this, but they need to distract the orcs. So, uh, Frodo and Sam can get across. Yeah. Well, in the movie, Aragorn's the one that like suggests this, mm-hmm. which I'm like, okay, that's fine. But again, to your point, how does he know that? Uh, in the book, it's actually Gandalf, which like yeah. Gandalf is a wizard. He right. probably knows these things. So that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. So while they're walking there, Frodo, like an idiot, gets like caught in the light of the eye. It's like this big, like floodlight, <laughs> you know, like a, like a lighthouse yes. basically. <laughs> and I'm like, can we stop? Like get down, please. Right. And he ends up collapsing and whatever. So the orcs end up opening the gate when the fellowship ride to the front gate. This is their distraction technique. And they actually end up circling the poor little army of men that are still alive. Which is like what? Like a couple hundred? Right. If that. (laughs) So while they do that, while they're doing that, um, Frodo and Sam are trying to make it up to the mountain. And Frodo collapses with like 20 yards to go. I'm like, oh my God. Get up. Get (laughs) up. But like the beastie is, Sam ends up carrying Frodo up the dang mountain. At this point, what can't Sam do? Honestly. Really though. Honestly. (laughs) So the fellowship is now holding their ground. They're attacking these orcs, just trying to hold their ground. Gollum ends up showing up with Frodo and Sam. And now I'm like, get out of here. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's there. (laughs) So 
now in all of this, the fellowship is trying to like hold their ground or whatever. All of these wraiths end up showing up, right? Then a swarm of eagles start coming in and fighting out the wraiths, right? Crazy. Okay. So Sam and Frodo finally make it to the inside of the mountain where the fire is. All he's got to do is throw the ring into the fire. Just throw it in there. And he can't do it. He can't let go of this stupid ring. It's like whispering to him. And he starts freaking out. It's like, the ring is mine. The ring is mine. Oh, he's so annoying. I would, if I was Sam, I would have pushed them both in. Uh, honestly, I thought about that. I was watching that. I was like, you know what would make this right. so much better? If he just pushed right. it in. <laughs> so Frodo ends up putting on the ring. He becomes invisible. Thank God Gollum is still there because he ends up actually jumping on him invisibly mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's biting him. He ends up biting Frodo's finger off to get Yikes. the ring and he takes the ring. Well, Frodo and Gollum end up fighting again and Frodo actually ends up pushing Gollum off into the fire with the ring, which I'm like, see, Sam should have just done that. Yeah. But Sam loves Frodo. He would have never done that to his friend. Also, mind you, when, Frodo puts the ring on, it puts mm-hmm. Sauron's eye back on him. Yeah. So everyone else's distraction plan is not going right. as planned because now he's focused on yeah. Frodo. Yeah, so at first the ring doesn't like fully burn. I'm like, oh God, this does <laughs> not work. But anyways, um, Frodo is like, when he pushed Gollum off, he actually kind of went over himself, but he's hanging on the cliff. Of course he and is. And then again, like the beast he is, Sam pulls him up. And he rescues Frodo for the 18th million time. And then we finally see the ring melts and is destroyed. And the ring is gone. And Sauron is also gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mission accomplished. Unfortunately, that does uh, cause a mountain to erupt. The <laughs> volcano like starts erupting. Frodo and Sam are trapped on this rock and like lava's flowing everywhere. Oh, and also at this point, uh, when the ring gets destroyed, all the orcs get destroyed as yes. well. Basically, so. they all just like cease to exist. Yeah, basically. So Sam and Frodo are trapped on this rock. Again, all hope is lost. And then when a gi- or the giant Gandalf eagles come to save him. So they save them from the rock. So boyfriend Ray pointed something out to me or told me that this is kind of like a big thing in the Lord of the Rings lore. So in Gandalf... <laughs> When Gandalf, uh, in the first book, when he falls off the cliff, mm-hmm. what does he say as he as he leaves, as he falls off? Right, right on, or he says, "Fly, fly. you fools!" Oh yeah. Why didn't we just take an eagle to the mountain? That's a great point. It would have saved a lot of time and just boop, did in there. It would have saved us three books. <laughs> it, Honestly, would, it could have all been in one book. And literally, Gandalf told them, "Just fly, you fools." Like, what if we do? Why are we walking? Well, we have giant eagles that can take us there. In their defense, they thought Gandalf was dead. So they didn't know what he meant. <laughs> I have no idea what to tell you. It's a great point, though, right? So so basically, they're all saying that, like, we could have been saved mm-hmm. a basically, bunch of time. If at that point, they just um, got one of those eagles. But how do you summon the eagle? Can't Gandalf I'm sure they could. I'm sure they could have figured it out. Hmm. You know what I mean? Take a buck beak. That Get make, on the back and drop it into the mountain. That makes the fact that we've been doing this. Right, for, it's frustrating. Uh, oh, it's big time. very frustrating. Big time. <laughs> Again, one of those things that I wish I just wouldn't have known. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome to TikTok. To, I can introduce you to Lord of the Rings TikTok if you would like. Oh, God, no. No, thanks. <laughs> so anyways, Frodo ends up waking up 
Oh my god, I can't with this scene. This is also another big thing in in Dutel. Okay. So Frodo opens his eyes and he's like, Gandalf? That's how he sounds, right? Yeah. Just like super weird. And ever and then everyone starts slowly walking in. Mary and Pippin come in and have like a little tickle fight with Frodo <laughs> in the bed. It's weird. Legolas and Aragon come in looking just chef's kiss, yeah. right? Yep. Then Sam walks in. Yep, yep. And they like make eyes with each other mm-hmm. and it is very weird. Is this the scene boyfriend Ray was talking yes. about? Yes. Okay. It's very strange. And I guess like that's a whole thing with Lord of the Rings that mm-hmm. everyone talks about how awkward this scene is mm-hmm. and how it's just very like uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. And I will say in the book, they actually, um, Frodo actually wakes up in Aragorn's camp. Yeah. Like they don't go immediately back to, where are they? Gondor? Where, where do they end up? Yeah, they're yeah. in Gondor. They, they actually end up waking up at camp and he's like, how did I get here? They kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, they're yeah. fine. And then they reunite with everybody. Yeah. I agree. This this um, seems <laughs> a, a little a little much, a little strange. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's lots of you know talk about the fact that Sam and Frodo may have been you know gay gay together, which is fine, which is fine. But I feel like then don't give me the whole rosy thing right afterward. Right, so they just didn't <laughs> want to go there. Yeah. So anyways, we'll move on. But Aragorn, we see him finally becoming the rightful king mm-hmm, of Gondor. Mm-hmm. And we see that Arwen is alive and they're... And with Faramir, supposedly. I don't know if you yeah. caught that, but I mean, it's, it's a little bit more in the book. They... He basically is like, I think you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And she's yeah. like, oh, who, me? Yeah. Also, I loved Aragorn, but you'll do. Right. <laughs> um, it's important to note that you know, Arwen shows up in the mm-hmm. movie, right? When he's getting, or when Aragorn is getting crowned. Um, she does not show up in the book. Mm-hmm. She's there later after mm-hmm. he's already been crowned. So we're in this giant, like, courtyard thing. Um, not courtyard. It's like a. I don't know. Yeah, courtyard thing. I don't know sure. where all the people are it's gathering. Where the, the ministerial yeah. tree is. Yeah, and where they're basically, you know, crowning their new king, and we see the hobbitses are all there, <laughs> um, and basically they are bowing to Arwen, not Arwen, Aragorn, yeah. the new king, and he tells them, you know, you bow to no one, and then everyone bows to them. Can I just say, Aragorn looks so good looking in As that a scene. king? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, okay. like, just that line, like, you bow to no one. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's my thing. Cut to black, I'm done. Exactly. I'm done, but no. <laughs> like, we, it keeps going. Yeah. It keeps going and going, and it's frustrating, because now we're back at the Shire. No one seems to care that they're even back. No, literally, they're like, did you leave? <laughs> yeah. Um. We see them, like, at the bar, cheersing. Sam ends up making a move on Rosie and we see them get married, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that Frodo has added the Lord of the Rings to Bilbo's Hobbit book. Mm-hmm. Um, but left the last final pages for Sam. Right. <laughs> um, we then end up seeing um, Frodo is taking Bilbo, who has aged quite a bit since he's taken off the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taking him to a ship that the elves are getting on. Cause the elves are finally getting off middle earth. They're About still time. like, bye. Um, <laughs> Without Arwen, obviously. Right. Cause Arwen's still with Aragorn. Yep. And um, so Pippin, Mary and Sam and Frodo take Bilbo to this um, boat that they're leaving on. With Gandalf. With Gandalf. We end up finding out that Gandalf is leaving as well. And then at this point, 
we also find out that Frodo is leaving. Bye. Good riddance. See you See never. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> because you're bored in your real life because no one likes you. Well, because his best friend married the love right. of his life. And he's like, well, what do I have now? Right. <laughs> and the movie ends up basically um, with a voiceover of a letter that Frodo sent to Sam. Or left for Sam. And that's how it ends. That whole part was so unnecessary. But wait, there's more. Because that's not where even the book ends. Jesus. <laughs> So after the Hobbitses return to the Shire, um, they actually run into um, Saruman and his little wenchman, whatever his name was, Gima, Grima, whatever. So apparently Saruman um, had decided that he was going to essentially, um, uh, I don't know, take battle against the Shire. I don't know. Basically, there's there's a chapter in the book called The Scouring of the Shire. Mm -hmm. So you would think after the climax of, you know, mm-hmm. Frodo getting to the mountain and everything being right. happy, that he would just leave well enough alone. Yeah. But no, we get this, like, random weird battle in the Shire. Mm-hmm. It, it gets destroyed. The interesting thing and how it relates back to the movies is if you'll remember in the first movie, mm-hmm. um, Frodo takes a look into Galadriel's um, right. uh, mirror mm-hmm. thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, he actually sees a scene where the Shire is down, like, right. is, like, coming down mm-hmm. in, in um, fire and stuff. Yeah. It's a, 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 it's a it, premonition. Exactly. It alludes mm-hmm. to the what happens in the book, but mm-hmm. that never actually gets played out in the movie, thank God. Um, but yeah, so the movie or the book actually ends with this like ending of like battle in the Shire and Saruman does eventually die. His little man person thing also dies. And like, it's all it's all yeah. a thing. But like, that's how the book ends. So bizarre. Eventually, like, we get the scene with Samwise and with yeah. Frodo leaving and Samwise. But, like, before that, we get all this, like, random I just, shire business. It was so unnecessary. <laughs> um, also, I would like to change the title. I, I titled this wrong. I, oh. I, it needs to be Fly You Fools because I'm still thinking about it. Okay. I'm still thinking about those stupid hawks. Okay. Eagles. And they could have just flown there. <laughs> so, fun fact for you. Are you done with talking about the book? Yeah. I'm about done. the end. So, yep. yeah. Um... Did you know that there is a TV series now coming out? I did hear that. Um, Amazon. Is it Amazon? I think so. Yeah. Amazon is doing a Lord of the Rings TV series. Um, They have prepaid all of it and they will be shooting all of it. So it will not be, um, it will not be, what you call it, uh, ever canceled. They're going to shoot it all at one time. So, oh, wow. Um, I'm glad we did the movies. Yeah. Because I don't know if I could handle But I'm interested to see what they end up putting in in the series, series that yeah. they left out. I'm hoping it's more of a, like a Game of Thrones type thing totally. than it was. But but also, like, they're they're rebooting or, like, a pre-Game of Thrones series, too. Yeah. So, I'm like, I, I'm good. Like, I don't need the Lord <laughs> right. of the Rings. I mean, I guess I'll watch. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, it'll be interesting. But, hey, we did it. Do you feel like this last book's... Or this last movie stay true to the last book? Yeah. I mean, it's it just... It gets segmented again, like yeah. like the second book does, which I guess that's that's Tolkien's MO. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think so. I mean, the, did they finish what they set out to do? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Book or movie for this last one? Movie. Yeah, absolutely. This book. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I... I don't... I have no words, honestly. Like, for, okay... Let's talk overall, right? Because uh-huh. we did this with Harry Potter. Yeah. I think favorite book, book one, mm-hmm. because it sets the stage. You learn about the characters, yep. whatever. Um, favorite movie still remains Two Towers for me. Okay. Um, even after a rewatch. 
Um, but book two and three were rough. rough. Like, I, I think I read somewhere or someone said, like, they definitely could have just made this one book. Yeah. Similar to how The Hobbit is one book. Yeah. And we would have been fine. Yeah. Especially if the eagles could have just taken them to the mountain. <laughs> right. Okay, so right. best book for you. Best book. Um, I'd say the first one. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind Two Towers. I, I followed along with it pretty yeah. well. This last one lost me. Yeah quite a bit favorite movie so favorite movie i think i gotta go with two towers as well yeah. um i'll go with return of the king for my second one and then the first one interesting okay. i will say return of the king was too long it unnecessarily too long 100 yeah. percent. yeah i think that i don't know what it is because i think return of the king's battle mm-hmm. is clearly more like intense yeah but for some reason the two towers like yeah i don't know it just it's a good overall i will say i felt like the battle in two towers like you get more interpersonal interaction with Mm -hmm. some of them as they're fighting which i think is it always adds a little bit like this one is like you kind of just see them all fighting you don't get a whole lot of the inner stuff of it so plus like frodo's so annoying yeah really in all of them but specifically Right. right um so coming up next i don't know why we're doing this to ourselves but we are i blame boyfriend ray yeah that's true we're gonna blame him (laughs) um but we're gonna do the hobbit we're gonna just keep going here's the silver lining with it it's only one book so we only have to read one book for three weeks because there is three movies right but then like i'm afraid i'm gonna read the whole book and then come like movie three, two and three, I'm going to forget everything I, I read. Well, here's what, I'm going to watch the movies first. I'm going to watch and movie then read one up first. until. Yeah. Cause what if it's not in order though? We'll find out. Mm. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Cause okay. the book is very small. I, uh, I was messaging with a, a friend of mine on Instagram and she's like, you know, cause I had posted how I was struggling mm-hmm. to get through the, yeah. the book and she's like, so like, did you like the movie? Is that why you were reading those? I was like, actually, yes. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. these movies. I thought yeah. they were very well done. So did a bajillion other people. Yeah. And, but I'm like struggling through the book. And she's like, yeah, I get it. And I go, and to torture myself even more, we're going to do The Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least. And she's a listener of our, of our yeah. podcast. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. At, at least you have a pretty version of it. I do. <laughs> and I found it at Goodwill for only $3. Which, if I remember, we started Lord of the Rings because you wanted to buy that book. That's not true. Yes, you're like, so I found this really pretty version, and I feel like I need to justify my purchase. Oh, so oh, the Lord of the it. Rings one. Yes. Yes, that's accurate. Well, listen, you told me that we were going to lose our um, male clientele yes. if we didn't do this series. Yes. So there, there you go. have it. It's done. <laughs> we're going to move on with The Hobbit. So coming up next week, we will be covering The Hobbit, even though... Movie one of The Hobbit. Yeah. And I forgot all the other things. So find us on Instagram, (laughs) Twitter, and Facebook. We're on Patreon, too, if you want to sign up. All that good stuff. Um, Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.